your name as we go into your word again today. Lord, send forth your word with power. Let it save the children of men into your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We are still continuing with our discussion on the issue of learning to forgive like little children. Jesus said, except we become like little children, we will not be able to inherit the kingdom of God. And we were looking at the sixth quality that we need to learn from little children, which is forgiveness. Forgiving offenses and allowing life to go on. We identified last time that little children are very good in doing this. Today, let's go on to Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Very simple, very straightforward. If you forgive others, God in return will forgive you your own sins. If you do not forgive, God simply will not forgive you your sins. If you fail to give forgiveness, anytime you attempt to receive forgiveness from God, you will fail to receive forgiveness. Because God will not give forgiveness to those who refuse to give forgiveness to their fellow men. Like I've said to you before, the consequence of this is very great, too great for you. You cannot afford it, so you better avoid it. It will take your name out of God's book of life. It will destroy you in this world and in the world to come. If you want to be wise, you want to walk in wisdom, you would avoid this by learning to forgive. Don't hang on offenses. Don't say that's the end of everything. No. If God relates with us like that, he will have cast off every one of us long, long ago. He will have forgotten about every one of us. But God is very gracious in giving forgiveness, and he wants his children to emulate this and forgive others. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 13. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Very, very clear command. This is not just an advice that you can take or leave. It's a command from the Holy Spirit that you must obey. It is not optional. It is compulsory. If you know you want to work with God, if you know you want to inherit his kingdom, forgiving others is compulsory. It's not optional. It's mandatory. It's something you must do. You don't know how to do it. You must learn how to do it. Make it a subject of prayer if you have had problem with forgiving so that it doesn't become a stumbling block for you in your journey into the kingdom of God. In these two verses we have read in Colossians, we are commanded to follow the good example of Jesus Christ, which he has demonstrated for all of us in forgiving us. We are commanded to follow this good example and forgive all those who offend us. Christ freely forgave us and saved us into his kingdom. And we are to follow that example and forgive others so we can maintain our relationship with God. Your failure to forgive those who offend you will not only destroy your relationship with them, it will destroy your relationship with God. And you cannot afford that. Be wise. 
Be wise. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 18 verses 21 to 35. It's a long read for a sermonette, but we need to do it. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out, and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him, and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. But he would not but went and cast him into prison, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgive thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Hallelujah. Now, that was a parable. A parable is a short allegorical story designed to illustrate or teach certain spiritual truths. Jesus used parables a lot to convey his messages to the people. And this is a very powerful one. It's heart-rending. It's fearful. The king in this parable refers to God, and the servants of the king, they refer to the children of men. Take note that a certain man owed so much. The debts they owe, understand, they refer to offenses of the children of men. Take note, in the parable, there was a man who owed so much that he was not able to pay. The debt was too much. That is teaching us that the debt of our sins before God, they are too much to pay. They are too much. They are not things we have ability to pay. We don't have what it takes to pay for our sins, to pay the debt of our sins before God. God had to send Jesus to shed his blood, to wash away our sins, to be a substitute on the cross of Calvary, to die for our sins in order to redeem us back to God. The price required to give us cleansing, to give us forgiveness, we have no means of paying the price. There is nothing we can do to pay it. And God did it by sending his son to die for our sins, by shedding his blood, his pure and holy blood. That was what God desired. And no one's blood on earth is holy. Only Jesus could provide that kind of blood, holy and pure and without blemish. So God had to send his son from heaven to come in form of a human being to shed his holy blood so our sins can be washed away so we can be reconciled with God. If he didn't do that, we would have been lost forever. And we all will have been banished to suffer in hell forever. Now, take notes in this parable. The man in question, the servant in question, owed the king 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents of silver. One talent of silver amounts to 15 years wages. Definitely one talent of gold will worth far much more than that. But this man owed his master 
10,000 talents. If we take that to be talents of silver, that will be 150,000 years wages, laborers wages. There was nothing this man could do, even if he worked all the days of his life and didn't spend any part of the money, he would never be able to pay the debt. His debt amounted to a minimum of 150,000 years wages. That was a debt he could not pay. If he had worked on two jobs day and night, every day of his life, not taking a dime out of the money, he still would not have been able to pay the debt. That was a parable, an allegory, referring to the debt of our sins before God, which we have no means of paying. We have no means of paying the debt. And we are all due for hell to be banished to the lake of fire. But God sent his son graciously to shed his blood, to wash away our sins, to give us forgiveness so that we can be reconciled with God and be saved into his kingdom. This is a very great thing that God has done for us. And God wants us to appreciate this, to emulate it by forgiving the offenses of people who have offended us. The reckoning we have considered is Amplified Bible's reckoning. If we look at the NLT, it describes the servant's debt as millions of dollars, bringing it into today's reckoning. Millions of dollars. What would a common laborer do to pay a debt of large millions of dollars? If he worked two jobs, even three jobs all the days of his life, and never spent a dime out of it, he would still fail to pay that debt. He's not capable. So the debt of our sins is something we are absolutely incapable of paying. And God graciously has forgiven us. He wants us to follow this great example. Hallelujah. Now, take note in the parable, this same servant who received the great forgiveness of 10,000 talents, which amounted to over 150,000 years of laborers' wages, full days' wages, went and found a friend of his who owed him just 100 pence. KJV calls it 100 pence. CV calls his fellow servant's debt 100 silver coins. And NLT calls it a few thousand dollars. Amplified Bible calls it 100 denarii. Now, a denarius was a laborer's full day's wage. So, a hundred denarii was a hundred days' wages. Now, compare a hundred days' wages to wages of 150,000 years. This man who was forgiven freely, the debt that was more than 150,000 years' wages, failed to forgive his fellow man who owed him just a hundred days' wages. The man begged him, just exactly the same way he begged the king, have patience with me, have mercy on me, I will pay you. But he refused. And he cast him into prison. And take note, when the king heard, he cancelled the forgiveness that he had given him. This is very fearful because Jesus concluded in this parable by saying, what the king did to that wicked servant is what God will do to anyone who refuses to forgive his fellow man. Observe, Jesus calls the servant who refused to forgive his fellow servant wicked. He called him wicked servant. So if you refuse to forgive people, God sees you as wicked. Before God, you are called wicked. You are classified as wicked. And no wicked person can inherit the kingdom of God. This man's death for which he received forgiveness was over 547 times the debt his fellow servant owed him. According to the reckoning we received from Amplified Bible, the 10,000 talents of silver, if we assume it to be the talents of silver, which is the least, we wouldn't consider gold. It amounted to 150,000 years wages. And the friend who owed him 100 denarii, which amounted to a hundred days' wages, was not forgiven. He refused to forgive the friend, whereas the king, whom he owed so much that he could not pay, forgave him. And the consequence was that the king cancelled his forgiveness that he had given him and delivered him to tormentors. Look at that in verse 34. And his lord was wrought and delivered him to the tormentors. Being delivered to the tormentors here is equivalent to being cast to the lake of fire. That would be the 
consequence of failing to forgive. So you cannot afford that, brother. You must learn to forgive. This man received forgiveness for a debt of millions of dollars. He failed to give forgiveness to a man who owed him a few thousand dollars. He received forgiveness of a debt of over 150,000 years wages. He failed to give forgiveness to a man who owed him about 100 days wages. He received forgiveness of 50 million silver coins. That's according to the reckoning of CEV. The CEV version refers to the man's debt that he owed the king as 50 million silver coins. And the debt owed him by his fellow servant, 100 silver coins. Can you imagine? He freely received forgiveness of a debt of 50 million silver coins. And he failed to give forgiveness to his fellow man concerning a debt of 100 silver coins. You can see that the man is really wicked. He failed to give compassion. And that's the way you look. The way he looks, the way he's depicted, that's the way you look when you fail to forgive your fellow man. Take note in verse 32, Christ refers to the man as wicked. Thou wicked servant. So if you fail to forgive those who offend you, you are a wicked servant. You are a wicked person. Take note also in verse 33 that Jesus said he failed to give compassion. He failed to have compassion on his fellow servant. So if you fail to have compassion on your, on your fellow servant, it's a great failure before God. You are like this wicked servant. Take note also in verse 34 that the king commanded that the man be delivered to the tormentors. And in verse 35, Jesus says, he concludes by saying, So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. So beloved, it's compulsory to forgive. If you don't forgive, it will lead to your ruination. We stop here for today. Thank you, Lord, for the word you have sent forth again today. What are the words in the hearts of the people? And let it save their souls into your kingdom forever. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. This Word of Life program is coming to you through the mouth of God's servant, Ulua Bamishi Akinduro of the Triumphant Church of Jesus Christ at 66A Lagos Abe Okuta Expressway, Abe Koko Ifo, Ogun State, Nigeria. For further Christian life help, contact 0805-501-6597, 0805-501-6597 by SMS or WhatsApp or email uluwabamishi akinduro at gmail.com, O-L-U-W-A-B-A-M-I-S-E-A-K-I-N-D-U-R-O at gmail.com, O-L-U-W-A-B-A-M-I-S-E-A-K-I-N-D-U-R-O at gmail.com. You can also call 003-842-4075, 003-842-4075, or 003-695-4678, 003-695-4678. Copies of this short sermon and other longer sermons in English language only can be sent to you free of charge by WhatsApp or email if you request for them. Join us for this Word of Life program, same day of the week, same time every week. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9 a.m. You are invited to fellowship with us. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen and amen.